bit of a crazy transition there. Did you see that? <laughs> no, missed it. What happened? <laughs> Perfect. That's good. Right, Lisa, only that you were sharing the screen. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How's things? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Excellent. Awesome. Welcome How's to everyone else out there. Yeah, good, good, all good, busy. Um, I think the weeks are tumbling, tumbling. I use that word at the moment. That's uh, that's probably the best way to describe uh, describe the weeks. I find uh, find them tumbling through, but it's all good. How's your week been? Yeah, really good, really good. Busy, busy, and uh, it's been a month since I um, if kind of accidentally turned vegetarian. So that's been weird. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and yeah. counting the days down until you can have chicken wings again. Well, it's typically it's, it's supposed to be today. So, um, oh, yeah. Well, so I'm sorry, yeah, but I'm kind of liking the whole vegetarian side of it. It's really weird. Mm, I, I think you like you the story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, have you ever done it? No, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even in your caveman days. <laughs> That's amazing. Have I ever been vegetarian? Definitely. Yeah, I, I think famously, when M did try to serve me a vegetarian meal one time, um, I just said, where's the rest of it? Um, having said that, though, when in my travels to India, when I've been in India, it's very easy to be vegetarian in India. Very easy. Because the food is is so amazing anyway, that you don't miss meat, right? Yeah, true, true, true. There you go. So for those of you who've tuned in so far, this show isn't about vegetarianism. Well, what? it could be. That's that's our next show. If I continue, I reckon it's a show in itself. But anyway, what do we have? Uh, we've got a few people who joined already, a few more dropping in, we can see. So uh, nice to see everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we are on the third part of our disruptive series, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Third, um, third session of disruptive series. So for those of you that, uh, that are new, uh, see a few new faces. So for those of you that haven't watched the previous uh, sessions, obviously growth show is is, uh, is exactly what it says. We, we kind of sit here on a weekly basis and talk about uh, kind of business and digital growth. And we decided a few weeks ago, based on the back of a, uh, based on the back of a report, right? Uh, coming about uh, least trusted industries uh specifically they were talking about here in the UAE in the region but um we thought it played well across so we're on our third <clears throat> third industry we've already done uh we've done the recruitment one we've done the you know credit cards and banks and now we've got a pretty juicy one to talk about later in our deep dive right yeah absolutely and and i think i'm not sure if everyone did see the uh see the industry report i know we have a lot of kind of non uae um viewers as well but Essentially, this was just a kind of, um, I think it's like an annual report, which is published by a local research agency here. Yeah. And, um, and if, you have, if you need a reference to that, just send us a link. But essentially what they do every year is they list the five uh, least trusted professions uh, in the UAE, and they kind of measure and see how that kind of changes year on year. Um, and this year, um, number one on the list, so you know, the very least uh, trusted profession uh, in UAE was recruiters. Number two was uh, credit card companies. Uh, number three were real estate agents. Uh, four was uh, telemarketing companies, Andrew. Telemarketing, right? yeah, yeah. And and number five, um, financial services. Is, yeah, which Advisors. I guess is my my favorite least favorite <laughs> is um, is yeah financial advisors. So we we basically 
what we decided to do was basically look at each of each of these different sectors and and really kind of just see how we can break it down like why why yeah, are exactly. they, why aren't they trusted um how can we sort of help companies within those sectors how do we uh, help them kind of you know build trust and kind of you know improve a reputation um and talk about our kind of real life examples and and again you know we've got 16 years of kind of business experience where we've worked with actually companies in all of those sectors um in fact we own a share in a company in one of those sectors you know so again it's it's very kind of hands-on um you know in terms of you know the information we have the knowledge we have and actually there's a lot of the industries that we've worked with where we're actually on a on a journey with companies right now where they they understand this you know this challenge they, they don't need a report like this to tell them you know their industry is you know maybe a little bit broken and so we've been working with companies uh really kind of trying to look at technology look at leveraging kind of a new way of doing things for you know for the new normal and you know i haven't used that term for a while but but essentially you know things have changed right and and i think for companies who aren't understanding that you know they've ever really kind of put themselves as a, at a disadvantage so so it's been fun i think i've actually quite enjoyed the last couple of weeks Andrew. i think it's been really good and um but yeah so i think before we crack on to that yeah um what, what's caught your eye this week yeah um kind of newsworthy uh i think that we should we should kind of talk about i mean first and foremost i think uh the 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 kind of eight billion uh buyout of uh of uh mgm from amazon so i mean i think you know good old jeff uh features quite predominantly in our in our news stories basically just because he's involved in so many different elements of our life Oops. I don't know if uh, if oh, I'm back. Sorry, I don't know if it was you. I'm or... back. It was me. It was uh, it was me. Uh, clearly, our office can't handle having three people in it at the moment because um, you know. <laughs> It's not used to that capacity. So for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm in the next office today, a beautiful Barsha Heights backdrop. And uh, for whatever reason, it uh, decided to drop out on me. But uh, I don't know what you heard. Um, not much. You, you basically started on, uh, we, we talk about Amazon fairly frequently. And, okay. Yeah, yeah so, so, so obviously, yeah, Jeff, Jeff makes a special guest appearance uh, every other kind of week almost uh, here on the Growth Show, mainly because Amazon are just so involved in, in so many areas of our lives uh we spoke about the fact that they are about to revolutionize the healthcare industry in the us uh you know by by kind of taking on the big pharmacies chemists etc and, and dispensing medicines directly to uh, directly to consumers and and you know another week goes by and it decides to get involved heavily in the in the movie industry right um you know for mgm and the whole whole back catalog associated to to that including james bond uh so I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? You, you, I guess you saw the story as well, right? It's difficult to miss. Yeah, I think, look, I think we, we've spoken about it before, but it's not going to be long before Amazon are broken down into a bunch of smaller companies. So so yeah. I think I think what, what he's doing right now is really just making sure that, you know, if if this does happen, and I think it will happen in the next couple of years, um, then, um, you know, you've got a bunch of strong entities 
that can really kind of stand up in their own right. And then again, you know, media catalogs and 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 owning that sort of library, um, you know, really only supports what he's trying to do from a kind of Amazon Prime perspective. Um, but it just in that general media play as well, right? There's been there's been a bunch of interesting acquisitions by Amazon in that space. Um, but you know, they've they've got money and they've got they've got a stock price which kind of allows them to essentially give a few shares away and buy companies for billions. So I mean it's just you know, it's just again, I think smart leadership. But it'll be interesting. I think, you know, like he steps down, right, in the next few months. So new CEO comes in. Um, so let's see how yeah, that I think plays he's, out. He, yeah, he's focusing his energy on, I mean, renewable energy, right, and, and and kind of green planet. I think that's the that's obviously, and then obviously part of the, his, his uh, space business, I guess, as well, right. That seems yeah. to be the he's he's kind of moving into that space. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a huge legacy there associated to just how vast the, the reach is. But again, all, I mean, I think similar to, I guess, how Facebook makes some of their acquisitions based on data, you've got to believe that, you know, they've been digging into the numbers and seeing which titles are being watched most on Prime, you know, uh, what what DVDs, if people are still buying it, Laserdisc, you know, Blu-rays, what, uh, what, what kind of uh, memorabilia perhaps that people are buying associated to particular movies, genres, yeah. Uh, you know, I think you've got to believe that looking at all of that data as well and then using that to, to ultimately, because that's the thing, right? If you've got the show associated to, to it, you, you can then kind of spin off and, and kind of have everything else in that in that space, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 100% what they're doing. I mean, I don't think yeah. anything is done without really kind of understanding real consumer no. um, behavior and, 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 and really kind of following those trends. Um, but yeah, cool. So, any, what about you? What's, uh, what's what's grabbed your attention? Yeah, just just an old kind of nostalgic one for me, uh, which was the uh, Charlie bit my finger video that um, <laughs> blew up on YouTube. I don't know when it was now, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Two thousand seven, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, definitely close to sort of fifteen years. And um, and yeah. you know that that was basically uh, sold as an NFT um, for for seven hundred and something thousand dollars uh essentially for a for a youtube clip that's you know six you know 15 years old or 14 years old so so again just a nice reminder mate that you and me aren't making the kind of money that others are by kind of you know working maybe 90 percent less but hey very cool very cool for them so apparently a lot of that money is going to go into those uh, the kids education the two brothers are both at university age now yeah uh, which is which is nuts in itself um and uh, and uh, the rest, I think, is going to go into uh, mining, so Bitcoin mining and stuff like that, which is quite interesting. Right. Using, okay. yeah, yeah. using solar and renewable energy. So, um, so yeah, worth looking at that. There's some couple of interesting news stories on that. Initially, when the news broke, they said that uh, the video was going to be taken off um, YouTube, but apparently the dad has kind of gone out and pleaded with uh, the person who bought it in the auction, and now they've agreed to keep it. On YouTube, so essentially, um, nothing's changed except the family's just got a bit richer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to summarize it, right? I mean, like it's. Well, not I, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think the thing is, it goes back to the fact that it's digital ownership of assets, right? So you know, they now have the right to effectively, yeah, they agreed to keep it on YouTube now. And perhaps I think you and I spoke about the fact that they're probably earning money off the back of it through advertisers. They definitely would have seen a spike in the yeah. uh, in the viewership, so they would have been. You know, and it may be merchandise and everything else associated to that. I mean, they made they must have uh, 
you'd like to believe there was a plan attached to someone investing $750 million other than saying they've got it. So sorry, $750,000. Yeah. I mean, unless the whole goal was to take it off YouTube. Um, <laughs> and, well, then, apparently, and then they, yeah. you know. Apparently so. Apparently so. But hey, yeah. let's see. I mean, I, I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens next with that. But you, you came across one earlier you were telling me about, right? Uh, another NFT deal? Yeah, this is another NFT one that, that, that obviously, I, I think, um, possibly has a wide audience, but who knows? Um, so famously, this is a from the alien autopsy, uh, the Roswell that, that obviously, I think when we were young, got massive play. Um, this was the, the, the film allegedly showing the autopsy of the extraterrestrial that kind of crashed in Roswell, right? Um, and they're, they're selling a single frame from the 16mmL film for about a million dollars. Um, okay. That's, that's the, the, the kind of asking price to, to start with. So um, I think, um, you know, I, I think, again, I, I'm, I'm wondering, it is interesting, obviously, we, we'd had a conversation last week with uh, a business that operates in this space. And I think it's an interesting space from a collectibles perspective, from an art perspective, and just ownership. I mean, those seem to be the three main areas that people are involved in, right? Um, because obviously, you can't really class, I guess, Charlie bit my finger as art. Uh, but I guess, there'll be some people that would argue that it is art or it's just ownership of, of digital assets. So I think it's, it, you know, it's a space that, that um, is, is so new still, right? Um, and I'm not sure, like I said a couple of weeks ago, that we, our age group, can either fully understand or fully appreciate that kind of value. Um, yeah. You know, would you be willing to spend, I don't know, look, from an entry-level perspective, would you be spending, you know, $1,000 on a, on would I spend a thousand dollars on a digital frame of the original Ghostbusters, right? To put it in my, so I'm just trying to think, mm, I don't know, right? Well, you would, you know, I mean, you think going back, I remember going back to when the Walt Disney shop first opened and the Warner Brothers shop first opened way, way back in Lakeside in the UK. And they had original cells um, that somebody had drawn and they were going for big money, right? People, yeah. people like to have that. So, you know, yeah, it's just transfer, right? Yeah, and also don't forget there's a bit, and I, and I don't say this in in a kind of you're an old git way, but essentially, right, Amazing. the um, the generational gap is an issue, right? Because and, yeah. and and for us, it's slightly slightly you know buying digital currency or buying digital assets. Um, that that digital component still isn't as comfortable for us as perhaps it is for our kids, right? I mean, you know, yeah. like you know, my kids absolutely think nothing of uh, going and buying Robux, and I'm like. Literally, yeah. I went out and bought Roblox shares because I'm like, if yeah. my kids are doing this and they literally have no regard for the fact they're just buying something that doesn't exist and that doesn't exist, essentially, then I need to be a part of that company, right? <laughs> it's more <laughs> yeah, way yeah. possible. It's the emperor's new clothes. Yeah, I literally, I, I yeah, literally yeah. bought Roblox shares because I was like, it's, this is nuts and, and it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, but we don't necessarily get that, right? It's not natural to no. us. But I think this is, and I think this is very apt actually in terms of when we when we talk about real estate in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I think this is something that we potentially need to touch on because, you know, when we kind of look at assets, you know, we kind of look at things we can touch and feel. You know, brick and mortar is, is what you know our parents kind of grew up telling us that we should be investing all our money in. Yeah. Um, but is that how that next generation or you know, basically the Gen Z? Is that what they think? And I'm not sure whether it is, right? If, you know, for them, it's like, well, I can buy a house or I can buy 
you know, an NFT, which potentially is going to increase in value 25% year on year instead of, yeah. you know, maybe a property that doesn't, right? And I think this is, I don't know, these are very kind of real challenges, but... Um, yeah, look, it, 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 lays, it lays back into, and I think in the real estate, when we kind of get into this as well, you know, there's a lot of, um, the, the issue of ownership um, is, is kind of almost not, not disappearing, but, but it's not, doesn't seem as important or as relevant. Right. So, you know, to really old myself, young folk, um, they're not interested in potentially, you know, owning a car anymore. Right. Yeah. It's Uber or it's, it's leasing. Uh, they, they don't see any value in owning it, you know, for for clothes even. Right. You've got, you know, yeah. clothing that, that, that obviously and the people buy and, and then kind of rent effectively and then give back, which is something that I don't think you and I would ever envisage. Right. No, no probably not. Probably not. But mate, I did that really nice transition into real estate, and then you started talking about secondhand clothes. So um, let's bring it back. No, 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 no. But it's not. No, but what I'm saying about is I'm saying about that it's again moving to ownership of re of real estate. So is this something that, as you mentioned, potentially it may be something that they don't want to invest in. Full stop. So how do you how do you kind of look at that as a challenge? Yeah. Cool. So let's look at let's look at the industry then. So I mean, the report that came out just we've had a few people join since um, uh, since we started and did the initial intro. But essentially, you know, the report was uh, just to summarise, localised to the UAE that uh, the real estate sector, or real estate professionals, uh, to be more accurate, uh, was the third least trusted profession in the UAE. Okay, um, and and I think when we looked at this, um, there was some some degree of surprise, I guess, with some of the industries on there. Um, and then some of that surprise was why isn't that higher? But I think I think the nice part of this uh, study is that it touched on industries that I think all of us are exposed to. Okay, so yeah. and I think that's why it had some level of validity because because essentially all of us have to deal with real estate agencies. Uh, you know, most well all all of us, if not most of us, have to deal with say recruiters. Um, you know, and 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 telemarketers. I mean, I still get maybe anywhere between sort of four and five, four and six calls a day, cold calls, which are just trying to sell me something I don't need. Um, and, and so there's a whole load of, you know, we, we, this, this is just stuff that's very real to us because it's, you know, it, it's part of everyday life. And I think that was what made, what made the uh, survey interesting in the first place. But what was interesting when we were looking a little bit deeper and trying to understand, okay, well, why, why are these professions not trusted? I think that's where we we kind of disagreed with what some of the analysis was because, um, for example, some of them were just saying, "Well, look, these are just some of the industries, right? It, this is just how it is, and this is how it's always been, and this is how it's always going to be." Well, I think we've seen over the last eighteen months that things can change very quickly, right? So things that weren't yeah, necessarily definitely. the norm, you know, beginning of last year, you know, have changed drastically, you know, since then. And and the point is, is you know, I think that's shown that companies can change, that's shown that strategies can change, um, but what other kind of fundamental issues and what other problems that, that, you know, real estate agencies or real estate professionals face, right? And, and I think we've got to look at things from, from both sides of the fence. I think we've got to look at it from, you know, whether it's someone who's looking to rent or an investor, um, you know, as well as maybe the real estate professionals themselves. I think we've got to also put ourselves in their shoes to kind of understand maybe why why they behave in, in, in a certain way. And I don't mean that negative in any way, but, but why they do what they do, but which has ultimately led them to have a, a you know, a pretty bad reputation. Right. Um, yeah. 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 I think I also mean, the, yeah. you know, the, the, 
the, the, the fact is that as much as the report spoke specifically about like, you know, a real estate agent, I think obviously, you know, you and I wanted to take a bit of a wider view on the industry, right? Uh, similar yeah. to what we we did with, you know, the recruitment, it was like about recruiters. Well, okay, how does that look? So, you know, in that, in that similar vein, it's not just a real estate agent. Um, and like you said, you know, the, the, most of these industries, we've lived and breathed, right? We, we've kind of, or we know someone that has gone through X or buying a house or rent or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, kind of, uh, if you're of age, as it were, you know, a lot of those things would have already happened to you, um, you know, that, that, that obviously have been played out. So, I mean, look, you know, what, what do you, so, so if we, if we kind of look at that and, and, and kind of take a bit of a dive into it then, I mean, what do you, what do you feel like if we could kind of list a couple of bullets as far as what's the kind of current problem or what, what is the status at the moment associated to trust? You know, what do you, what do you feel some of those, some of those areas are? Yeah, I think if we, there's, there's, there's a couple of areas that we probably need to look at. I think one is, um, and again, very Dubai specific or UAE specific, we've just seen, you know, so many developments just, just come up around us over the last, you know, 15 Mm. or 20 years that we've been in this market. Um, Mm. So I think we have to look at maybe things from a development developer perspective. I think we have to look at things Mm. from a, from a, from an agency perspective, right. In terms of, in terms of that broker, Um, Mm. the, the challenges I think, and, and this has been really consistent. I mean, when we look at, we looked at recruiters, right? And we looked at people who were essentially selling credit cards, right? Over the last two weeks. Yeah. And, and I think when we look at this industry, there's another common kind of theme here, which is perhaps how people are compensated within the industry, right? Yes. You know, so yeah. so ultim- ultimately, if I'm going to have a bad experience with, with a real estate professional, the chances are it's going to be with an agent who I'm dealing directly with. Right, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily with the company owner, uh, or you know, or, or brand, you know, yeah, or the brand or whatever it is. You know, my mm-hmm. experience ultimately is going to come from um, the person I'm I'm talking to, right? And sure. And I th- and I think the challenge there, like the other industries, is is this is another industry which is very commission heavy, um, mm-hmm. right? And and those other industries are exactly the same, and everyone knows it. And I think that's well, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the big problems. I think. You know, again, yeah. we're going to be talking about um, financial advisors, but it's only really over the last few years where people have realized how much commission financial advisors earn. And that's now influenced the change in, in legislation, right? Now, yeah. Yeah. the real estate sector is one where everyone knows